Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. One of the more interesting stories that's come out about the Combine, if you guys remember last year, C.J. Stroud's uh, scores on some of his cognitive testing were leaked, and it was a pretty transparent attempt by somebody in the NFL to paint C.J. in a specific light, and this is pretty much common practice, leaking these kind of tech scores, or test scores, excuse me, so they can help maybe a prospect fall or dislodge your prospect to help them fall to a specific team in the NFL draft. And it's dirty business. And now athlete first, that's uh, David Malagueta's agency has uh, sent out a memo um, suggesting that his athletes or that in, in kind of making sure that his prospects going into this year's draft don't actually participate in cognitive testing. And it's pretty much directly tied to this. Go ahead and talk about this. We're actually going to bring on the writer who can speak a little bit more eloquently than I can uh, of the athletic uh, Kalen Kaler on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Kalen, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you? Uh, doing very well. Really interesting piece, by the way, on what Athletes First is trying to do here. So yeah. just to kind of, because I kind of clumsily put that in there, is this solely related to the C.J. Stroud incident last year? Or like the Wonderlick of old, has this kind of been a slow build of frustration from the agency side? I think it's a slow build, but um, I think it's, the reason for the timing of this season is because of CJ Stroud. Um, they didn't mention specifically in the email that it was CJ Stroud. Um, they didn't mention him by name, but knowing that they represent him, as you mentioned, David Mulligetta, uh represents CJ Stroud, just knowing that and knowing, you know, the damage to CJ's reputation um, that happened before the draft last year, it's really, uh, you know, it makes sense to make the leap that this is why. Um, and, you know, they, they specifically say in the email, they said, you know, we understand many of your teams use these tests or protocols as part of the evaluation process. However, our recent experience with these exams has been less than positive, specifically the fact that certain results and performance were leaked publicly last year demonstrates that there truly is no confidentiality with these tests. It's not right for a player's intelligence, aptitude, or mental processing to be subject to public discussion and ridicule. So, you know, by mentioning last year, it's clear that this is about C.J. Stroud. And, I mean, C.J., his NFL career clearly did not take a hit from this. He went second overall. He became the rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. He took the Texans shockingly into the playoffs, as you guys know, as uh, Browns fans over there. Um, you know, so his his actual career didn't suffer from this, but he was subject to a lot of questions about his intelligence in the pre-draft process after these scores were leaked. And their issue is that there is no 
there's no guarantee that these scores can remain confidential. And as a result, players are, you know, kind of routinely embarrassed by their scores being aired. What's the uh, response been on the uh, team or league side to that uh, memo from athletes first uh, telling their players not to participate in the cognitive testing? Yeah, I mean, a couple, uh, you know, execs from clubs that I talked to said it was interesting to them because they wanted to see if this would be a trend, um, if other agencies would follow suit. Um, And something else to note here is that, you know, while this is the agency's stance, um, players are still, you know, operating under their own free will. So if an athlete's first player decided, you know, it was in their best interest, they want to take the test, they could still take it, right? Like they're still independent people. Their agents are advising them not to, but it doesn't mean that this is truly a blanket ban where none of these guys are taking the test. So I think in practice, some of these athletes' first clients this year are still taking these exams, but their stance as an agency is not to. And so for the team side, you know, different teams subscribe to different tests. There's about three or four of them that are the most popular. You know, S2 is one of them. There's one called AIQ. There's another one called HRT. There's obviously the Wonderlick, which is the OG of these tests. And so, you know, there's a whole different assortment. And then some teams have their own tests that they put prospects under. So, you know, there's a whole variety of these things and they're all slightly different and they're measuring different things. And, and no one really knows how accurate or efficient any of these are at measuring your success, your future success as a football player, as an NFL player. So I think like for, for teams, it's kind of like a wait and see, you know, because if, if none of the players are going to take these tests anymore, then they don't have to pay money to these testing companies to buy their product. So I think it just depends on in practice, how many players are going to join suit. And we saw over the weekend, Drew Rosenhaus, who um, is also a big-time agent, has a big agency, His he said that he had the same direction, direction to his clients. So that makes two agencies that are having this philosophy about cognitive tests. So it'll be interesting to see how many more follow suit and if it's enough to like put these places out of business. Kalen Kaler on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Is the league itself actually paying any attention to this, or is this kind of a squabble between two parties that the, the league itself doesn't really care about? Um, I think I, – I didn't actually talk to anyone yet within the NFL office about this. I think they would care because, you know, the, actually the league office developed their own um, player assessment test. That's literally, I think, the acronym um, – the PAT is what the league administers. So there's another test in the mix that is measuring player aptitude. Um, and so I think, and I think the reason that they designed their own is because they didn't like the other ones. So I do think that the league will care about this because, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not really, I mean, S2 didn't look good when that score was leaked. Um, obviously CJ Stroud didn't look good. I don't think the NFL as a, you know, entity likes, you know, having their player scores leaked in that way. Um, so I do think that the league will care about this. I don't know exactly, you know, if they're going to have an active response or anything, but I do think that this is something they're going to be paying attention to for sure. And I think the players union as well, because any issue that involves kind of players rights and player privacy is important to them. And I would, I would assume I haven't talked to them directly about this story either, but I would assume that this would be something that they're going to pay close attention to. 
you know, there, there have been recent questions uh, about just the necessity of having uh, a, a combine today. Are agents starting to feel like maybe the combine is becoming more of an event, not so much for, you know, medical clearances and background checks and things like that, but, you know, just an excuse for teams to find other ways and reasons to not draft their players? Yeah, I mean, I think it's more of a concern of, like, this isn't necessary just because, and what's really interesting, this is kind of a tangent, but what's really interesting is the Big 12 this year is basically having their own combine. So it used to be that every school would do their own pro day, or the big schools would all have their own pro day. And if you went to a small school, you could just go to a bigger school's pro day. But right now, um, new this year, the Big 12 is doing like a three-day almost Big 12 combine where all of those schools all of those prospects will be going, I can't remember where it's at, but they're going to be going to the same location and all doing their pro days, like within three days of each other. So instead of each school having their own separate one, they're combining. And so I think like if, if that model were to happen, then that sort of eliminates the need for like one big combine. Um, I don't know. There's a whole debate to be had on whether it's actually productive or not. And it's definitely productive from a, free agency networking standpoint because I mean Albert Breer reported earlier this week that the Bears are gonna know what they want to do with Justin Fields by the end of the combine because they're gonna be having those conversations with what is his trade value, you know, what do we think about the quarterbacks by then? And so I do think the combine still has a lot of value, but I think like it can feel a lot like a dog and pony show and it can feel a lot like, okay, why are we putting the players through all of this when, you know, the 2021 season happened where there was no combine and like everything was fine. Um, so, and actually another tangent is I would love to go back and look at that draft class and see the 2021 class where, you know, scouts weren't able to be in person as much at schools, where there was no combine, where there were no pro days in person. I'd love to see how the, you know, how many players from that class are getting second contracts or, how many played, you know, what's the measurement of success there? I don't even know. I, I think it would be a very hard thing to measure and determine, but it would be interesting to see how the COVID year where things were limited, how did it affect player evaluation? Because I think there's some old school scouts who will tell you that all of these things are necessary. You've got to see them in person. You have to show up to the games. You've got to do all these things. And there's other sort of newer school scouts that will tell you, yeah, I mean, you need to interview them, but like you can get most of this from just watching film. So, yeah, there's always going to be a debate on how useful the combine really is. All right, you stepped in it there. You mentioned Justin Fields' name. He no longer yeah. follows the Bears on social media. We know what this means. So and that, I just need you to stake your claim. You need to put your uh, your foot in the yeah. sand here and let everybody know your allegiance. Are you keep Fields or are you take a quarterback at one for the Bears? I'm actually kind of in the camp of doing both. So, um with a caveat, like I, if you can get good value for fields right now that you think is, is worth it. And that might be like a conditional pick, right? Like it might depend on how he's going to play next year. I do think teams should utilize conditional uh, picks and trades a lot more than they do. Um, so I think if they can get what they think is fair value and like a good market for Justin Fields, which obviously is going to mean multiple teams want him so you can play them off each other, then I think they should trade fields. But if, if that's not happening 
and they're not satisfied with that, you know, they do have leverage where they can just be like, well, we're keeping Justin, you know, we're fine keeping Justin. And in that case, I would also draft Caleb Williams. And I would say to Justin, this is a very delicate situation, but I would say to Justin, hey, you are going to be a free agent next year. This is your season to show off. Like, do your thing, and you'll make a lot of money next year. And meanwhile, you have Caleb in the building. You give him sort of the Patrick Mahomes season to learn, to figure it out. And then next year will be his big year to start. And he has, you know, a year to learn, a year to grow. Um and see what happens. That's how I would do it. But I know that there's probably a lot of flaws to that because, um, you know, you're dealing with egos, you're dealing with different personalities and things like that. So I don't know. I doubt that's what they're going to do, but that is an idea that I've kind of warmed up to. Kaylin, great stuff on the athletes first, uh, story there. That was really good stuff. And then you might've just changed my mind on the fields thing. And so, and I'm a stubborn person, so I give you uh, extra kudos on that, but we appreciate your time. Thanks so much, guys. Kalen Kaler there on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Find your work on The Athletic. Uh, great stuff on that that scouting combine. The scouting combine's not different, and it's been interesting to see the last five to ten years how things like cognitive testing of these players, which honestly it's the one thing I wouldn't mess with, with if I was a team because that can tell you about a, uh, cerebrally about a kid as much as any of the physical testing can. I just I'm I'm still at a loss that that ten years after the first the, not not the first time but one of the greatest times of weaponizing a Wonderlick score, which was uh, Jameis Winston. I'm still I'm befuddled by the fact ten years later we're having the same fight about different basically different kind of tests, both cognitive, but you know now it's the S two now it's that instead of the Wonderlick. Yeah, it was always interesting to me how there were just certain quarterback prospects, how their low Wonderlick test scores would always make their way to Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport's phones. And other quarterbacks' Wonderlick tests were the great mystery of the world. And, um, there, yeah, there's a lot of dirty pool that goes, because it's a, it's a high, you have 32 franchises competing against each other mm-hmm. for players. Um, there is a place for cognitive testing, 100%, and especially for quarterbacks. Yeah. Because there's so much that they have to be able to absorb and regurgitate and read and react to. But where it gets out of hand is, like what you said, when it's when the results of said tests are, are weaponized, weaponized yeah. against those kids. That, to me, is wrong. You know, th- those are, th- you know, it should be like, certain medical records, right? I mean, if a guy has a, you know, previous shoulder, you'll see that come out in the combine. Oh, the medical testing has revealed so-and-so had a previously unreported shoulder injury or something like that, right? That's one thing, but like... That's still not great, by the way. No, it's it's not, but, you know, when you're using a player's test results against them, right? I mean, if a guy runs a slow 40... That that that's public domain. We're all watching the forty yeah. yard dash. Okay, guys carrying you know two trunks of stuff on his back as he's trying to run the forty. Stuff happens, right? Okay, that's gonna get talked about. But something that's supposed to be private, 
And worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh, and, and, the, and there there are non-disclosure on both sides of the, the right. thing about don't disclose this. Right, and, and there is an expectation of privacy from the prospect's perspective as well. Mm-hmm. But what you'll have is... So a, a team might have their eye on a guy, and so they will leak to the media all the bad things because they're not in position to get the guy if the stock stays up. They need that stock to drop so that player can fall in their lap. So the C.J. Stroud thing was different because it was to a guy that was a uh, NFL writer but had spent most of his career in Milwaukee. Uh, Bob, Bob McGinn, I believe was his name. I want to say McGuinn, but that's not his name. Bob McGinn, who is no longer working for The Athletic, by the way. But most of the time, the thing that pisses me off is is that, that Schefter and Rappaport play in, that, in those waters. Well, they, 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 they don't need that to help their relationship with teams or, well, or with agents. And so when they do it, like I like if it's if it's random, you know, guy that's trying to come up as an NFL writer. I don't love it, but I'm like, okay, yeah, I see what the person the person's trying to play the game. I do not understand Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter with as many connections, with as many um with as many special favors as they could call in. I do not understand them engaging in those waters. That's what I think is dirty. Yeah, and and it and there is, you know, a certain game that the the insiders play as far as exchanging information with, you know, trading information, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, to get information. I mean, the 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 f- famous piece that was done on Schefter, and that was a big part of that story where it got talked about. Mm-hmm. You know, is it, part of the job, if you will, uh, and then the the gifts to sources too. Like, yeah, must must be good to make that kind of money to be able to have a. Not just you, send him a Christmas well, card, but send him a gift. But you and I, we don't have to get too specific to the names. You right. and I, you've been to the combine a bunch of times. I've seen I mean, some stuff happen at the well, combine. Well, and you and I, I remember walking into, it wasn't stake 48. It, prime. Prime. Prime, prime on the corner the in Indy. And you yeah. walk in, and this reporter's got this table. And this reporter's behind this curtain where there's a private dining atmosphere with yeah. these and so you start to see how this thing works. And listen, like that's meat market stuff. And, I do and, understand it. And, and meanwhile, Jerry Jones' bus is parked on the street. Yes. Outside. So like I, I do understand some of this is, but I think a lot of this is just on, like I, I think this is where things like journalistic integrity matter. Yeah. And I just, I to me, like I look at Schefter and I look at um, Rap and I say, you should be above this because you are intentionally 
by ma- by hitting send on whatever text you got from somebody, you're, you're participating in the and, and tearing yeah. down some young kid's career without the context of what happened. Like, and uh, you don't like suffer CJ, any consequences for doing it. Yeah, it was like a 18 out of 50 or 18 out of 100. I'm, I'm gonna, but for CJ Stroud's, right. what, I think it was his S2 last year. That has no context with why, how, like all the things that actually matter that might give you context to how teams think it, about it's it. Just put, it's just put out there in the public domain like it's a 40-yard dash or a, or a, yes. a, a shuttle test time. Yes, and then the, that same person goes, well, I don't know why anybody's mad at me. Uh, yeah, you should have some integrity on this. But I got to give uh, Kaylin Kaler some credit because when she first started, we asked her at the end, we were like, hey, what? you got to stake your claim. Justin Fields, or you take a quarterback at one for the Bears. Because all signs are the Bears want to have their plan in place by the end of the combine, which is honestly, it's a. I think that's setting up to tell you they're probably already leaning very heavily in one way. You can guess which way it is. I have a feeling Justin Fields might already know which way they're leaning as well. I, I would assume that him unfollowing them on social media, which is the is new, um, this, which is the new ghosting. Of just, ah, well, now I'm not going to follow your team on social media. Well, How about remember, that? Remember, Browns fans got all hot and bothered because T. Higgins started following, like, Deshaun and Denzel and Amari and by the on way, Instagram. It does matter in college. And the only reason I point to that is Will Howard following everybody and their mother on social media. It has anything to do with the Buckeyes, including Quinshawn Judkins. A week later, they're both Buckeyes. I digress. <laughs> I was initially going to tease her for riding the fence. On well, I think I think they should go to Justin and say, "Hey, next year's all you, but we're going to take Caleb Williams and we're going to let this play out." But I actually think similar now, to what the 49ers did. Yeah, but now, but here's the thing: now I think we've entered to this era where you just the the penalty for getting it wrong on quarterbacks isn't what it was 20 years ago. Because, Except for a fear of the Browns. Well, I mean, I, I meant more that they that was a self-imposed penalty. Because, <laughs> I'm just saying. Because they, they gave the fully guaranteed contract and the six top 100 picks, all that. But what I mean is, like, when it comes to drafting a quarterback at three and then busting or drafting a quarterback at one and them not working out, it's not the organization killer. It doesn't set you back for five years the way it used to. And I think the genius is, like, it no longer matters how many, how many stabs you take at getting the quarterback right. And now it just matters in the end, do you get it right? Like, guys, Brock Purdy, not a franchise quarterback. Until until otherwise, it's not what he is yet. But he's good enough that the 49ers can go, oh, what about that Trey Lance guy? It never happened. Like, think about that. I think that's, I think that's, I, that, that to me me- mentally is not something that could have happened 15 years ago. I don't know. They did make a Super Bowl with a guy who's not a franchise quarterback. I give him credit. Are, are you, are you what, are you going to be a, a Brock Purdy apologist on these airwaves? I, I, I'm, I'm not apologizing. I'm just saying the results are the results, man. Yeah, so did the Ravens. So did the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. It's almost like good teams also can get to the Super Bowl, not just great quarterbacks. Want to step up? <laughs> what, 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 come at the king again? Come on. We'll get the careless whisperer back out here as you and I just fight like cats and dogs. Oh, oh no, no, no. I don't think you play careless whisper for fighting like cats and dogs. Well, I, I think you got the moods wrong there, uh, Nick, unless you're in the mood for some angry action. I'm listen, I'll throw down however we gotta throw down here. All right. I'll do just about anything to win a fight these days. Um But I mean I mean, look, he got there. Well, okay, but I want to get back to the the Fields and, and Williams thing. I think there is genius in saying, 
well, we didn't take this guy. It was the previous regime that took Justin Fields. Yeah, you're not married to the guy. It's easier to dispose of. Like, well, Happens and, all the time. And here's the thing. If Justin Fields goes out there— Andrew Berry didn't trap Baker Mayfield even though he was here when it happened. Well, but but like with Fields, you can you can send him out there, and if he balls out, you can, fra- you can soft tag him and get probably better next year. If he goes out year one, then a year from now, you're either going to trade Caleb Williams— right. Or are you going to turn around and get more on Justin Fields? And I think that's what's interesting. If if somebody's offering, what was it, two and a five for Justin Fields, that is criminally low. Right. I don't care he's going into year four of the deal. I don't care you got to make the decision on the fifth-year option. He By the still way, has. I, I am glad we're not sitting here talking about if the Browns should trade for Justin Fields. That's the best. That- I actually think Justin Fields would be a better flyer than any of the guys the Browns took. Like, I mean, think about a guy. They took it on RG3 who had been, you know, right. cut by Washington. They had taken a flyer on Deshaun Kaiser in the second round. They had taken a flyer on uh, – some of their flyers were just old, older. I almost said old. Uh, but Josh McCown and Brian Hoyer. Like, those weren't legitimate flyers. Right. But, like – I mean, they did draft Brandon Whedon as a senior citizen in the first round. <laughs> just think – I mean, guys, those guys did actually built something real. The uh, Heckert and – and I'm not going to give Holmgren credit. He just sat back and drank Diet Pepsi – but like no 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 it was it was uh, drinks with the umbrella. In that's it. right, right. Foofy drinks. The yes. man was very secure in who he was, and he and but, he and he, he loved having his cast resting on the golf cart as he rode around. But the biggest mistake is you forced the pick on Trent Richardson and Brandon Whedon in the same draft, and that made that's all almost of us, as good as drafting Justin Gilbert and Johnny Manziel in the same draft. That made us all go, okay, you can fire him now. But getting back to it, <laughs> I'd like yeah, if you can't get value for Justin Fields, why? Like your whole it, it, job is your the whole point is to get a quarterback. Like why not have the not I don't like competing. Say Justin, yeah, this is your next year. We'll we'll we we'll readdress it next offseason. I think there's I think it's kind of brilliant, honestly. Cuz I think it does continue to show people, "Hey, we're not going to overvalue the impact of or, or play the quarterback game as everybody else plays it, it." And you don't have to bring in a bridge quarterback until Williams is ready. Yes. Because Fields is that bridge bridge quarterback. He acts as your bridge quarterback, and you make a determination. And if Fields takes off, then you could always uh, flip Caleb Williams into draft assets in the future. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.